Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Fernando, your host of the Bar Exam Game Plan Podcast. I hope that you're doing well. And today I wanted to connect with you a little bit on torts, specifically the intentional requirement, intent. It's really an important aspect of torts generally. And um, specifically, right, when you are talking about an intentional tort, negligence doesn't involve that you are intentionally going to engage in a certain act that ends up harming somebody else. But if you are claiming that somebody engaged in an intentional tort, right, you have to definitely lean into the discussion of whether the behavior was intentional or not. So an intentional tort may be committed in one of two ways, either where the defendant intends to cause the consequences, right, of her act, or where there is a substantial certainty that the tortious conduct will result. And that's really like the nuance part of intentional torts. Now, one of the things that happens is that the word intent is used to describe the defendant's desire to cause the consequences of her act, or that she believes that the consequences are substantially certain to result from it, right? Where a lot of students end up getting confused, right? Or even sometimes the outlines don't necessarily describe this information in detail, right? If you see anything that suggests that the liability results from the intent to commit commit the act, that is incorrect based on the restatement of torts that applies in this area, right? The, 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 the essential piece is not whether the defendant intends to commit the act, but rather whether she intends to cause the consequences of her act. And that is essential. So, for example, uh, A uh, ends up throwing uh, a bomb into B's office, right, for the purpose of killing B. A knows that C, B's secretary, is in the office. A does not desire to injure C, but knows that his act is substantially certain to injure C. What happens? Well, C is injured by the explosion. A is subject to liability to C for the intentional tort of battery, right? Because even though A had no intention of the act, right, had no desire to actually injure C, that's where sometimes folks get confused. They're like, oh, there's no, no desire to injure C. There's no intent. However, the actual rule is where the defendant, where there is a substantial certainty by the defendant that the tortious act will result. And here, A, even though he doesn't have a desire to intercede, knows that his act is substantially certain to injure C. That is the key difference. All right. So I wanted to give you that example so that you can really get into the nuance. And if you understand that, you're going to be way ahead of the game when it comes to intentional torts. All right. All right. I'll leave you with that.
Take care. I'll catch you at the next episode. Bye. This episode is brought to you in part by Juno, the collective bargaining group here to get you the best rates on your student loans. To learn more, go to baregzamgameplan.info and click on the Juno logo.